What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 44 of The Overview. I'm Chan Man V, and, uh, you know, we got Jason and Fishsticks as, like, still people right now. <laughs> what's up, guys? Hey, how's it going, everybody? That's actually my permanent face. That is like, his I permanent actually, face. That is me. Well, I, I needed to find, like, this really attractive picture of, of Jason, since we have to see him, like, the way he is all the time. And, that, you know, that's all I could find, right? You know, I mean, it's better than the shitty goatee app going on right now. So I'll that's, give you that. that's what I'm saying. It's just like totally, totally, man, totally. So, uh, but we're, you know, we're definitely happy to be uh, welcoming our first time guest, hyped from Team Immortals, fresh off the win at NGE this past weekend. Welcome okay, to the show, thanks man. Thanks for having me. Just disclaimer: this is not my room. It's not your room. <laughs> Whose room is it? It's not an awesome room. I don't know. Actually, I have not seen Totoro. Don't tell anyone. But yeah, what? It's my girlfriend's room. I'm a, <laughs> yeah. Really? Wow. Okay. That's... So you're saying you're taken? I'm sorry, ladies. You're saying you're taken. <laughs> oh man. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah. So we got lots to talk about. NG is going to be obviously a huge focus, given that uh, you know we have a pleasure hype being here and getting a chance to tell us all about their journey and uh you know just the the victories what they're, maybe they're doing with all that money they just won uh but also we've got a little bit of news just some more general overwatch and even a a buff to to diva that we're going to talk a little bit about um and then uh just some some new segments we're going to do like tip of the week i think we did that like a few weeks ago but uh, bringing that back uh as well as a topic of the week that uh just something that we can discuss that's uh particularly with the esports and just the popularity of uh, overwatch esports and then lastly we've got some q a as always uh from a couple oh, actually a patron and a viewer if you guys ha- not a patron sorry just a viewer and uh just just a couple of viewers um but if you guys want to write in your emails if you're a listener of the show or uh, you can't watch this live go ahead and email those to the overview at chimmv.tv and we'll get to it next week Okay, so NGE, hyped. Uh, you know, obviously a fantastic event for you guys. Um, but before we the, the finals actually got started over the weekend at PAX South, there was actually a bit of news that came out. Uh, one of them, particularly with your team, Immortals. Uh, Nomi, your, your tank, was actually not able to make the finals uh, because of visa issues. So how crazy was that, you know, that you had to replace him with your coach, Chance? It's insane. Uh, we only knew, like, we knew it was a possibility, but we were all kind of like hoping, crossing our fingers. But we fa- we found out for sure that he was like ninety percent sh- sure not it wasn't going to happen in time. Right. Only about like a week before, and we had we had pretty light scrims that week before because we kind of wanted to. <laughs> we were going to play an A man, but we cut that out. And we it was kind of like a rest and recover type of time. And we're like, oh, we really need <laughs> right. to practice this chance. Um, we didn't really think about getting another tank because even though like oh here's another fun story even though chance was like a top tank and you know when you can animation cancel and then a northern gaming red back in his day oh, yeah. he actually yeah. hadn't been playing like he, he i don't know what happened to his computer if it broke or if he gave it to someone else but he'd just been watching our scrims and coaching us through a laptop <laughs> so he like hadn't even been playing the game he's like he's like he, he's like convinced that his uh, reaction time had just dropped off since he started soft playing the game and uh but yeah basically he got it all together and we had very little scrims, but we got him in the first scrim. It was actually against Complexity, which is you know one of our harder teams to scrim, mm-hmm. and he actually did amazing. So even though he'd been away from the game, just the fact that he knows all of us, he's been watching our scrims, he knows our strats, mm-hmm. made it a lot easier to bring him in than rather than like just uh, some Reinhardt Ringer. We were looking into that, but we mm-hmm. we ultimately decided chance. 
if you yeah, needed a reaction time, then I don't think Wingenhaven would be a pro player. Sorry, Wingenhaven, I love you, bro. Oh, but wow, what? there's a reason he was off, he was kicked off the team in Battlefield. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. For for those of you who are not necessarily aware, uh, Chance has been playing in the scene since the early days of the closed beta. Um, so we've seen this guy play on multiple different teams in in multiple different eras of the game uh, from closed beta until pretty recently, honestly. Um, but yeah, as Hype said, he's been kind of out of the scene for a little while, but obviously still got it. I mean, uh, yeah, we saw it. We saw I, it unfold this weekend. It's pretty shocking to me because I just assumed that Chance you know, had been kind of pseudo playing with you guys while coaching you guys, you know, maybe stepping in every once in a while when, I don't know, a player can't make practice. So this transition would be, you know, was pretty seamless. My, you know, was, was a plan B this whole time. But man, hearing that, <laughs> basically it was not at all. And yeah, you had a play. only got like this a good 10 hours, even, yeah. maybe, of scrims with him beforehand. That's and, but he was crazy. doing really good. But then, um, you know, like... uh Kangarnas or Ghost specifically targeted him, and that, that was something obviously he didn't have experience with. You know, mm-hmm. like he's still like, carrying some stuff over from before, but like once the team starts focusing you, like all of a sudden it's a lot harder to perform, especially when you're like only when you're not expecting that. So mm-hmm. that was their strategy, and it worked very well. And he was like totally out of it after our first, after our loss to them, the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he didn't know what he's doing wrong. He's on his head. We had to calm him down and be like, "It's okay. We can we can do this." <laughs> Also, oh. yeah, when we were watching their game before we played them, he's like, he's like, all right, I, I know how to beat iRemix. I got this. I know what to do. <laughs> and then first game in, he just like pinned across the map and dead. I'm like, well, it's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I mean, because it just, I guess, from from a spectator standpoint, it seemed like, you know, can, uh, Ghost got off to a really quick start and you guys were a little bit slow to get going. But now after hearing that, that's actually cool. This behind the, the scenes type of thing and the adjustment that that chance made that's cool yeah their their strength is that they're extremely aggressive mm-hmm. and it's actually pretty hard to to counter aggression directly like you'd think you want to back up but it kind of just feeds into their plan more and mm-hmm. there's so much so experience at being aggressive that it really takes a while to figure out how to beat them and you know when you get destroyed by aggression one round you're like oh my god these guys are amazing we can't do anything kind of has that effect of like mm-hmm. making you feel helpless but for teams that are able to adapt like liquid proved we actually learned a lot from Liquid. Like Liquid had their backs up against the wall in the tournament itself and mm-hmm. especially against Kangarna. And they they were the first ones to really like Kangarna was on a win streak in the round robin phase. And they came out with a strategy of um it was like Diva Zarya Tracer with the Tracer doing a lot of distraction before their aggression could start. And we kind of copied that strategy and it worked for us as well. So it just proves that like teams that can adapt are gonna make it in the long run. Yep, that's what we've been pretty much saying for a while now. It's just like I think it's slowly getting to the point where the game is, or at least the the highest of level or competitive pro scene is going to start getting to that that point. Um, but another bit of news too, just before we really dive into the matches, um, Kangarna was acquired by Ghost Esports, you know, right before this. So, uh, you know, they were obviously sporting the Ghost jerseys and everything. But that that's pretty cool, you know. Given, that, I mean, it it just shows you that NGE you know, um, was really successful for you guys as well as teams like Kangarna, specifically, I think, Kangarna, you two, really bringing you guys exposure, bringing, you know, just the signing for Kangarna. So, um, yeah, really happy to see that actually in the community and and uh, hope hopefully more third-party event organizers will get a chance to, you know, bring ex- even more exposure to to um, more teams in NA and, and as EU. Like, EU, please, like, somebody, do right. something for those EU teams <laughs> over there. Hey, hey, chime in. <laughs> 
that's in the works. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe ESL will do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, what do you guys think of that? Can Garner being signed by Ghost Esports? I don't know that much about Ghost Esports, so I don't know if you guys do. Well, they said in like their interview they have unlimited resources from Ghost. I don't know what that actually means. Wow. Okay. If you have billionaire owner, I guess. <laughs> Jeez. Like I'm expecting like a full like buffet inside their gaming house with like personal masseuses while they're playing. Like I don't know what that actually means, but hey, good on them to to be picked up. Like I, I think in general, like you said, Chairman, NG was huge just for North America as a whole, like in the Overwatch scene that Overwatches or EU is currently lacking. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, any thoughts? Uh, it's just yet another team getting picked up. Mm -hmm. And you, you still you still have to look to the TSMs and CLGs of the world. Well, CLG <laughs> has a team now. I take it back. Take it back. They already got one. But uh, you still got to look at the, the major brands that have made their intention to get into Overwatch known that are still yet to jump into the scene. There's less and less teams. Like every single week, there's less and less teams even available. Um, so you got to wonder what mm -hmm. they're what they're working on in the background. Obviously, <clears throat> there are uh, there are free agents floating around, so you can try you can try and put together another team. But you got to start acting quickly if you're <laughs> TSM right now. Maybe they are. I don't know. Probably they are in the background. But yeah, it's awesome to see. I've hyped for you. Like, what, what did NG? I mean, obviously the win is uh, you got a hundred thousand or forty thousand dollars, and and uh, you know being the winner obviously brings a, uh, a ton of exposure. But even leading up, just all the rounds that happened the last five weeks, um, thoughts on just that? Just just being you know having just NG being um, you know not necessarily considered the the top tier event, given that well you know with Apex you know I guess coming back like the kind of the last few weeks of of NG, but. NG kind of getting its its own like end of December and, and getting a chance to for you guys to, to really get a lot of exposure. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, right off the bat, we were like when we first heard about it, it must have been November, maybe even October. We were like fresh off our E League loss where we didn't mm -hmm. even run around. And um we heard, oh, hundred K tournament. And like I know in the back of my head, I was like, oh, this will be well, we're never gonna get first, but this will be a big <laughs> we're never gonna get that one hundred K, but you know, this will be a big tournament for us. I like this, this is awesome the um the whatever the pre-qualifier stage was before the round robin mm -hmm. where it was four different qualifiers week after week where you have all these mid-tier teams threatening to be top <clears> two <throat> teams i thought that was awesome from yeah. a spectator point of view from a player point of view it's it's really scary when you get one of those really good lower tier teams early in the bracket and you know with the points and it's very scary and stressful but i thought it was awesome from a spectator point of view we managed to clutch it out at the end that was pretty awesome and then um, the round robin stage was um, my team was complaining about it. They were like, oh, we don't want to play week after week. It's so stressful. It's way harder than scrimming. But I mean, I, I mean, as a competitor with experience, I know that like round robin is the way to go. You don't want single limb. You don't want double limb. Round robin is the way to go. And it gave us a ton of exposure that was amazing for us. And I like introduced everyone to these other up and coming teams and like which ones are like the up and coming teams and which ones are just, you know, not, for example, like Garna and spicy boys i would say are on a different level yeah. than some of the other up-and-coming teams and then it kind of introduced everyone to luminosity a little bit more the new luminosity there have been our scrim partners forever and we knew they were amazing but they didn't have as much exposure so it was great for teams like that and then land finals is pretty awesome yeah, land finals, yeah I, I, you can imagine well, let's, let's talk about the land finals a little bit here um in terms of your entire team like how many people have had land exposure before in front of an audience because i'm assuming that had to affected some of the players like the nerves coming from that yeah, so about 
what four of us were at e-league and then verbo it was his first time and then chance it was his first time for overwatch um so yeah we, we were pretty experienced and i don't think verbo felt like especially i actually have to talk to him about it but um he didn't seem that nervous everyone was saying how nervous they were or like feeling like weird before getting on stage but once you sit in front of a screen with overwatch on it you just feel at home pretty much no matter where you are there were no booths which would have been awesome but um i didn't feel like um the computers were great and i felt like really good in that chair and the sound was fine whereas like e-league there the computers there were like actually really bad people complained oh, about really? it and they got they got the computers upgraded by the second day but oh, we were okay. already eliminated yeah. by then so it's like you're playing on these computers that are pretty bad and you know the other team's also playing on <clears throat> computers that aren't the best but when you're losing you're like oh, you just feel like you know it's out of your control almost it's not but you know it feels awful but the computers here was ama- were amazing that's good i mean that, that was actually one thing that i think we might have mentioned last week where just please have good computers you know given that's back south yeah. and everything but um what was the actual venue like because we didn't really get a chance to see it too much on cam to be honest like maybe there were a few shots every once in a while but um you know was there a huge crowd was i mean where where were you guys exactly at the venue um i don't know how to describe it it's kind of kind of like an l shape where all the like most of all the booths and stuff were in this L and then we were kind of in like the leg of the L. Okay. So you were on the floor. It wasn't like this set aside yeah, yeah. stage or anything like that. Okay, cool. The crowd was pretty big. I mean, well, yeah, it was its own stage, but it was like, yeah, just in a corner mm-hmm. of the convention center. But it was in the same room, basically, just on the one side. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I, I don't know why the production didn't show the audience yeah. more because every time they did, you could see that it was completely packed, even yeah. with people lined up around the seats, just stay, you know, trying to absorb the games and get in there, which was a really cool because PAX is a general gaming convention. It's not esports focused mm-hmm. at all. So the fact that there was so much organic interest, um, I thought was really encouraging. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just really cool to see esports at PAX in general, but then Overwatch particularly performing so well. I mean, we haven't had a lot of big audiences for overwatch tournaments in the past in terms of like total number of seats and it's not like there were thousands of seats there there were only hundreds but they were full right mm-hmm. for the for yeah. the majority of the tournament is that correct hyped yeah there's if you like whenever we wanted to watch we'd have to stand all the all the seats were full and lots of people standing around awesome definitely great and when i was playing the 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 sound canceling was pretty good, but I could de- my monitor was like shaking a little bit when people were really clapping. Nice. So. <laughs> that's probably. I mean, that that pumps you up. That, that oh, exactly. That's good stuff. Um, so going into the tournament, like which which teams were you afraid of, or who did you think would be the biggest competition for you guys? Well, so we were against Luminosity on the other side of the bracket mm-hmm. it was Ghost and mm-hmm. Complexity, and we were like ninety nine percent sure we were going to face Complexity in the finals, but we were. We were definitely scared of Luminosity. That was a huge round there. We scrimmed them almost more than anybody else. And so they know us. We know them. They were kind of pushing the 3DPS thing before it was even the patch. And, you know, all the teams there, we didn't really get to practice that much on the patch. We were, everyone was kind of sticking to the old patch. <coughs> For some reason, everybody was just scrimming FaZe. FaZe is, like, really scrimming a bunch. Like, everyone was, like, looking for scrims, like, while we're at the tournament the day before and uh, during 
for warm-up and everyone was just everyone was just scrimming phase at different times and they were like really pioneering the 3dps thing and the first day we play them we just we just roll out with like three tanks four tanks and we're like <laughs> all right um we'll let them figure it out if it's crushing us we'll adapt but it wasn't really crushing us and then we scrimmed them like again that day and we were doing fine and then like the third right our warm-up scrim for luminosity that's when they started to really figure it out and they were like kind of crushing us with the 3dps and we're like oh boy this is this might be rough because we know luminosity might roll out with that as well but um, there's something about losing a scrim, right? As losing your warm-up scrim really hard that makes you play better in the tournament. Oh, and, wow. Uh, okay, yeah. it's, I would think okay, that it really might well. make you question things more. Oh, yeah. You, know, you never want to, like, win your scrim hard before a tournament because huh. then you just you don't try as hard. <laughs> That's cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Really, I don't know. It kicks everyone into gear. Mm-hmm. Well, since you mentioned uh, the meta and the compositions going into this, uh, I do want to drill down a little bit more to get your perspective on where you think think things are with this new patch uh obviously uh for those uh tuning in just now we're talking to hyped uh for from immortals just won the most recent major tournament in the overwatch scene this last weekend uh, and uh, curious to get his thoughts on the current meta um obviously in the last patch triple tank was basically a must almost every single team running with triple or even quad tank um we did still see triple tank a little bit from you guys more so from some other teams as well um, we even saw a tiny bit of quad tank, um, but we did also see more two 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 lineups. Uh, where do you think we're we're at with this patch? You know, Ana's been adjusted downwards. Diva's been adjusted downwards. Does this mean two 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 is the new standard, or just what are your thoughts on the current state of meta? Yeah, so uh, I'm a, I'm we're actually a little bit behind the meta because we we're practicing the tournament. We kind of want to stick to what we know, but I will say that I'm like the Roadhog changes are. He's still going to be around. He's still going to be around. Um, people are saying people like him better on defense now rather than both offense and defense. Um, so I think he's going to be around. I think Diva, Diva was like overpowered and people could play her and be effective with her, like doing whatever they wanted. So nobody really pushed the limits of what you could do with her and like how to even play her correctly because you could just play her, like I said, however you want and you'd yeah. be effective. Yeah. So I still think like I played her a tiny bit before the patch and maybe like one or two other people played her. And so I'm going to be continuing to push the limits with her as much as people hate her as a character. I think she has a lot of potential, especially just when the enemy has high ground, you can, you can do a lot. And like, like before the patch, when people weren't playing D.Va, like just like the methods that people learned to eat gravitons more consistently, like you could, you see that improve. Like when D.Va was like, when the first patch first hit, you don't really see your gravitons get eaten. But as it went on, like you see these Zari's like really careful with their graviton. They still get it eaten. They're like, what? I was pointing at the ground. I was crouching. How did they eat it? And, but the divas just got better. And so like, I think that's a good example of just like people really pushing the limits. And I actually think the change, uh, a lot of people are complaining oh about the change. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So yeah, you can, so if you're a diva player, you know this, like if something's point blank, if something's like touching, like if Anna is like touching your body, she can just sleep dot you through the matrix and Rodogs can shoot their hook target. And then Zarya's can point directly to the ground, crouch and shoot their graviton. And those are things you can't really eat if they do it correctly. But now with this change, you can. And I think that's really cool. So even if Diva's like not played at all, I think it Overwatch is in a really cool place if you're Zarya, you use your Graviton, you know the enemy Zarya has their Graviton, you swap to Diva for a chance to eat it. I think that's really cool. Uh, if like characters are just swap hot swap too, even just for like a push or two. Yeah. I think and, that's I think that's really cool. And for those of you that don't know what he's talking about with the Diva buff, um, it was announced uh, this past week that there has been there is a tweak that they're making to Devo where the Matrix um, 
before the matrix even though you were you know you were saying like a roadhog like he was saying or, uh, that was inside of the matrix it, um, the bullet that leaves the gun or whatever it is actually leaves the the weapon uh actually gets a, sh a chance to hit something it, it, the matrix doesn't absorb it literally as it's coming out of the, the nozzle of the gun now it actually does so it literally can't do any damage or you know like he said with the graviton it can't can't get the graviton straight to the ground you know before it happens and that's actually pretty crazy in terms of like even just those examples you you mentioned i mean it basically means that diva is a roadhog counter in a way if you see your yeah. teammate get hooked it's it's pretty easy to react to that and throw your matrix up um but before we dive into new patch stuff i i, I still want to drill a little bit harder on this like what do you think about triple tank one dps versus two 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 versus maybe even three dps like do, do you have a sense of relative strength or can teams kind of do whatever they want like just give me give me your feelings on that Okay, so I, uh, I'll keep it simple. First, I think Genji's definitely going to see more play. That's what our Genji's yeah. noticed. We have a great Genji. That's good for us. Um, three DPS or three tank is still good. Three DPS um, with dive, and sometimes you got the um, it's like dive with a Pharah. I think those comps have like almost infinite skill ceiling because like if your coordination's on point, you have a rocket coming in, you have shurikens coming in, you have a trace on you. Like how are you not going to kill someone, right? So I think that like, the sky's the limit with that, and those comps will always be viable as teams get more and more coordinated. Um, and it's super hard to beat. And then for, I've talked to everybody, and everyone just feels like Dive is stronger than it was. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's good okay. to hear. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, so sounds like everything's still viable. Like, you can do what you can play however you want, maybe? Yeah, but yeah. Who like does it the best? Be yeah, just yeah. whoever does what they want to do the best, right? I think we... But that's great. That's where we want the meta, where there's a lot of different options. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us were, were wondering if, if these, these nerfs to Ana and, and Diva were enough. Uh, and at least preliminary, look, I mean, looking at it preliminary wise, it, it looks like it is enough to actually be changing things and having three DPS actually be an option. That's really cool. Yes, I get to ask something finally. So yeah, I have go. a question for you guys. You jump in anytime. Because um, <laughs> after the Alienware Monthly Melee, we were all talking while we are casting about teams being affected negatively from the patch and being affected positively from the patch. For example, Hammer Esports, they ran pretty much triple quad tank the entire time. They were really aggressive with it, and that was a team that we said might suffer quite a bit coming into the new patch. How do you feel like it's affected you guys as a team? Do you feel like you're stronger now and you're able to play to more strengths, or do you feel like you're potentially weaker because before you were playing kind of behind the meta? Um, I feel like for me personally, I'm like receiving a nerf because I played like ex Diva almost exclusively. And, you know, I thought I was like pretty good at it and like really pushing the limits, like I said. But um, our, I know uh, Agility is our Genji, super excited to play Genji again. <laughs> Grim's always happy to play McCree whenever that's possible, which he couldn't really do when it was quad tank. But we sometimes make it work. And then um, our Ana probably wants, our Ana likes Zen. So if that's the thing too. And then our, you know, Reinhardt and Lucio, they're gonna they're gonna stick on Reinhardt and Lucio. Maybe some monkey here and there. But yeah, so me personally, I feel like I'm getting weaker, but you know, I'm gonna step up my practice and work on my Zarya if that's the thing. If Tracer's a thing or or Widow's a thing, I would love to play those. Those are actually my secret mains. I just had to drop them for comp play because they're really viable. Wow. Yeah, Tracer and Widow are my secret mains. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. That's good. I, yeah. I think this. I think this patch helps you guys simply because your two DPS players are so incredibly talented. Uh, you know, Grim Reality. McCree. Honestly, like I, I think it is a top three McCree 
in the in in NA, maybe maybe more than just NA. Uh, and agility is obviously really good, Genji. So I, I almost put a question in here that's total fanboy question of just like, <laughs> what's it like to play with these godlike <laughs> DPS players? Because they're so good. Grim was amazing. I love watching those Holy guys. Holy crap! Yeah, it's actually funny that Grim got so much attention in the beginning. People didn't even know that it was like insane. Finally, agility started to get more attention. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. that actually. It might have actually even like helped Agilities be better. He's like, Grim's always getting the attention. I got to step it up. <laughs> and Agilities gets all the attention for like a while. And then Grim had to step it up. And it's like a good little relationship that um, just lets them go insane. But yeah, the, I was really sad. The one thing I did, didn't like about the NG spectating was the, uh, they'd always go to third person for mm-hmm. Genji because they, they do, they had like a, I talked to them a bit about it. And they're like, yeah, we, we like third person and then we'll show a first person replay later. But um, when you see Agility's Genji first person, he's insane. Like, you don't know what's going on. So I get why they go third person. You have no <laughs> idea what's going on. But it's still amazing. Just, like, he's, like, three moves ahead of, like, your eye trying to track him. You're like, what's happening? And then everyone's dead. And it's like, okay, that's, that's pretty awesome. But, yeah, he's insane. Grim's insane. I hope they get to shine in the patch. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't really like McCree plus Genji in the same comp, yeah. which is always a little sad. I agree. Yeah, it's kind of on that one, different. Yeah. yeah, hard. It's really hard different to make things. that work. But yeah, Jace, cool. Any any follow up to that or? <laughs> um, kind of. I, I don't know. I'm just curious about like how you feel like the opportunity for this was for you guys. Like, do you feel like you can compete? Or I don't know if you guys scrim fanatic and envious and uh, cloud nine before they had left. Uh, to Korea, but do you feel like you can compete on equal footing as them, or do you feel like there's still things you have to work on as a team before be able to like match up and go head to head? Uh, it's really hard to say, but to answer your first question, no, we did not get a chance to scream though. We screamed with Envious once, like months ago, and then they've always just been in a different country. We've <laughs> we screamed like Fnatic a few times, but no, we haven't gotten to scream with Envy, Fnatic, or any of the European teams that much at all. So it's really hard to answer that question, but um. I'm really well, Ghost of Gamers has you as the number yeah. two team in the world right now <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. on their on their ranking, which is primarily based on like prize money tournaments that you've won. Uh, but yeah, that's you got some big shoes to fill there. Oh yeah, like uh, I'm super happy with that. Obviously, you know, Misfits and Rogue probably like decayed down because they're just, they're just not in tournaments. Fnatic doesn't play any mini tournaments either, so I don't view it as us being better than them. Obviously, but I am really proud of that because. Um, even back last summer when we were still Sodi Pop, I would always tell my team, like, hey, guys, our goal our goal is number one. That's our goal. We're ch- going to try to do that however long it takes. Um, you know, that was like kind of like a year-long plus goal for us. I'm actually, like, really surprised, like, some of our hard work is already showing. Like, I didn't expect us to do this well in this tournament. Our goal was always just, like, you know, to be the best team we can be by the time the, the league comes out because we don't know if we're going to be forced to split up or whatever. So I always told the guys, our goal is number one. And if not number one, our goal is to be as good as we can be by like August or whatever of 2017. So it's really awesome to see that happening now. But I would, whenever I told them that, like, I kind of, I was very confident in our team, but I always thought they were like, yeah, yeah, we're just going (laughs) to improve. We're like 20th right now in Ghosty. We're just going to try to get better. But now that um, it's just very symbolic to have us like on that number two slot right below Envy. And I think that really just gives the rest of my team confidence if they didn't have before that we could really contend for well, the top spot. You guys were the perennial underdogs. I mean, Sodi Pop was this team that kind of came out of nowhere and then started gaining all these fans with your play in the Overwatch Open. But you, you can't be the underdog anymore with, with this kind of performance. You just won a, a major tournament. But fair, fair to the rest of the teams out there. 
uh, this tournament was lacking a lot of the most notable names in the scene. Um, so yeah, it's really, really going to be interested to see how you guys stack up once the next big thing comes out. But it's uh, it's probably not going to be for a while, right? Because everyone's playing in, in Apex for the foreseeable future. Or is it going to be a while? Jason, how long? <laughs> is it going to be a while? God, Jason, you do this every episode. Not every team, uh, but yeah, four of the top teams are there. So, but there's there's still plenty of teams to make a, a very compelling event. And hopefully, maybe ESL will come up with some kind of event at a uh, at uh, some kind of big event or travel show in the near future. I don't no know. comment. <laughs> no comment. Okay. I want to ask Hype, though, a personal question. Because, I mean, a lot of people know you from Hearthstone. Yes. Uh, how was your transition from Hearthstone over to Overwatch? I was, it was great for me. I, um, I was a little slow to get into, like, the actual competitive scene. Like, the, there were, like, scrims happening, like, in the first beta that I would just, like, didn't even know how to even get into. But that's okay. I was still, like, if I got in there, I would have got, like, smashed. I didn't know what I was doing. I still, like, still had, like, a wireless mouse at the time, 60-year key. Like, I didn't know anything. What, the mechanics uh, from Hearthstone didn't transfer over? So, I mean, nah, come on. Nah, yeah, no, with the wireless mouse. It's like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's been awesome. Like, when I played Hearthstone, I had, like, I kind of had, like, this pent-up, like, energy because you can't really translate effort into skill that easily. Like, I, I practice so hard for some tournaments, and then I get knocked out the first round. And it's just really hard to, like... So I had all this energy that I wanted to put towards something, and then finally I had to overwatch a game with mechanics. And... I was always just a Blizzard fanboy. I played like every Blizzard game. So I was, of course I was going to play this. One of the best WoW yeah. players for a long time too. <laughs> if oh, people that you, don't man. know the history of hype. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, but yeah, I just had all this energy that I wanted to put into a game and then Overwatch was it and I just put it in and then slowly I was playing catch up to a lot of these guys that had a lot of FPS experience and I still think I am. But um, I'm enjoying it a lot. I was wor- really worried about the team aspect because mm-hmm. you know I liked Hearthstone because it's solo. You just worry about yourself. Um, and I didn't know if I'd struggle with the team atmosphere, but turns out I, I feel like I do pretty well on the team. And um, other people have like, there's a lot, I hear a lot of horror stories about people having trouble just being on the team. I'm thankful that doesn't exist like at all on our team. Like everyone on our team is like super teamwork oriented and friendly and awesome and not toxic. So, oh wow. So, if you had no <laughs> FPS history, what was the hardest part about Overwatch to learn for you? Then was like movement, aim mechanics, like. I'm just curious yeah, probably, like, for you, the development aim. of your skill. Probably just aim. I just, like, talk to friends about, like, oh, yeah, you got to have, like, a big mouse pad, low sense, and all this. And, like, it's kind of, like, hesitant to that. At first, like, I'd have, like, way too high sense and just slowly lowered it over time and, like, got the 144 monitor and just stuff like that and just playing constantly. Okay. No, that's cool. It just shows you that it doesn't matter. You can come from anywhere as long as, you know, you put in that practice or you at least have that base uh, ability yeah, you can transition even to an FPS game. Um, so with Korea, so you know, obviously, uh, Korea seems to be the place that a lot of teams are wanting to go to. You know, with OGN and everything. Uh, would you guys jump at the opportunity to do that? You know, like move over there and play there for three months. Oh, a hundred percent. If if for no other reason that, like, for example, we can't scrim NVC nine and mm-hmm. um, yeah. Fnatic because they're over there. And in addition to that, they're getting all these cool scrims against all the Korean teams that are, you know of equal level as well whereas like you know we have to scream i can't even scream and we can't even scream the people in europe so we're left with just like a few people in na that are all like probably tier two so if for no other reason like i wouldn't care if we get knocked out right away i just want to scrim all those good people over there mm-hmm. yeah so you, you feel like the uh the the talent in na right now is maybe a little bit lacking compared to other regions or like it's 
Yeah, it's it's hard to say, but when you watch some of the these OGN games of these teams that like um, aren't even like the big names, like you can tell there's there's a lot of hard work and talent happening over there, and I think they work harder. It seems like, especially because there, there is OG in the first place than some of the NA teams. But I do know some of these NA teams are stepping up, stepping up their game recently. Cool. Okay. I well. want to give you the opportunity to to like ask or to say if you could change one thing about the meta or like one thing about a, cer- a certain hero. Do you have anything like off the top of your head that you just are really frustrated with, or like a change you'd really like to see to make it? Um, easier to play like a certain hero because of like a weird funky mechanic like for instance reinhardt earth shatters really crap and it's in the way it works it sometimes doesn't work i would just say just even with the changes hook is still just a very frustrating thing to play against it can like a, a good roadhog can just get some nutty hooks and carry the game almost alone um like that's what we worried about when we we're playing against ghost connor jay has that capability of just just hooking you and hooking you and hooking you and just demoralizing your whole team. We really had to shut them down, but it's just, it's like, you just have to stay so far back and the play styles changed and I really don't like it. So that, that would be my change. Is it like, I'm so glad shot? you said that. We've talked about <laughs> yeah, no, everything so about much it. Like, on the show. Like if you get hooked max range, like you look like that idiot that gets hooked and like cause your team, but like really, really? like, Sometimes you can't really do anything, and it's uh, it just feels. Well, feels is it little... the displacement, or is it the fact that it can like instantly kill you that frustrates you, or is it both? Well, I mean, it would be the range because I mean, mm-hmm. it, even if the roadhog wasn't there, like teams would get better just focus firing the hook, anyways. So okay. like just just the range and the displacement is just a little bit too much. Okay, yeah, I think the I think the range was actually one of the things I had the most. And it's a little with, too but... easy to hit. Should be harder to hit. Well, they, made, they tried to make that part at least a little bit better, <laughs> just given that it breaks. But yeah, I think overall people are starting to realize and agree that it was more of a buff in a lot of ways than it was a nerf. So um, yeah, that's cool. interesting for you. So it's just Roadhog? Any any other? That made my heroes? main change. Okay. Otherwise, I just want probably the same thing Blizzard wants is just like all heroes to be viable. Yeah. I want just I just want so many heroes. I want to... I want to be able to swap heroes like multiple times mid game. Like I'm supposed to be the flex player. That's my role, but it, it's really just like Zarya Diva. And then I know flex I, just kind of means Zarya. Yeah. That's in, true. in most teams. Like, oh, I'm the that's flex true. player. Oh yeah. So you play Zarya. Okay. They often think, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I want Overwatch to be in a place where you can just swap all over the place. Gosh, that'd be crazy to cast if it was though. Can you guys imagine that? Like if they're just constantly switching. Is that I would actually just be happy cool to cast again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Same. I feel you, Jason. <laughs> oh, uh, well, okay. So we talked uh, a bit about the meta uh, and what you'd like to see change. Let's talk about some upcoming changes. We already touched on yep. the diva buff, um, but there's actually another buff that is potentially coming to Bastion of all characters. Um, so that I, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, I didn't see this. Was just circulating this? yesterday, but basically. They want to make it so that Bastion can melt. It, it, they want to make Bastion a tank and shield buster, um, and less of just an all all purpose uh, DPS. So, the proposed changes were that get rid of headshots for Bastion um, and decrease the accuracy of his gun, but make it so that you can get into the deployed mode and get out of it much quicker. So it's less of like okay, you're in it and you're totally going to die if, you, if, you like, if you're in a bad position. So basically, you can go into the deployed mode a lot faster uh, and 
dole out a ton of damage to large targets, but not so not so much against smaller targets. They're also talking about making it so the heal uh, would have a um, would be a resource similar to Diva's Matrix, and you can use the he- use Bastion self heal while moving. Uh, so basically, you're going to see heal is going to be used all the time. Like whenever you're moving and you, and you have uh, and you've taken damage, you can heal really quickly. Uh, so basically, Bastion will become much more mobile and probably a lot more effective against tanks, uh, but still just as susceptible, if not more susceptible, to Genjis and Tracers and and Pharahs and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I don't don't know. I just, we didn't have it in the script because it just came like yesterday, but I wanted to open that up for you guys to to discuss. Um, What do you think? I stopped listening when you said Bastion. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, I actually like the changes. I think they make a ton of sense. Wow. I think it's interesting. Um, I mean, Shield Buster... Is it basically supposed to, I mean, are trying to maybe nerf Ryan a bit or maybe get Ryan out of the meta a bit? Leave because, Ryan alone. <laughs> I mean, he's already getting like popped. I mean, his shield goes down so fast right now, even when you do, you know, have like Divas and Zarya's and everything just basically shooting at it. So did we, do we actually need something like that? Uh, yeah, when the four tanks were like super popular and like there's no like real hard counter. I don't know if hard counters have a place, but like it should make sense that like the super DPS guy should be able to kill the tanks that aren't that ranged from range, but mm-hmm. it just didn't really work out. The only problem, or I, I don't know if it's a problem, but when I think shield break, I think more of offense. I mean, def- he's kind of good on defense, but like I feel like you could just swap to Genji and just kill him instantly. He's on defense, so it kind of moves him more into an offensive uh, role, like maybe just like first point King's Row, something like that, where shield break's always been super popular. Um, I don't like the removing of headshots. Um, I get where they're coming from, but I, I just I hate when they do that because, you know, that's just that extra like skill ceiling that top players can uh, really work on. Like for example, Zarya doesn't have headshots, but like if you could track someone's head as Zarya, like I feel like you should be rewarded. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I, I want more headshots. I want headshots on every headshot. Yeah, the fair one. Yeah, that one was a little. I, you know, I wouldn't mind. Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind either. That would be great. Be great. Like, right click headshot, same thing. Just See, on their head. It's true. So I think, yeah, I think headshots should be for everybody. Or some like some like form of like higher mechanical ceiling would be nice. So I don't like the removing removable headshots. Um, but yeah, I would. Uh, I would kind of want to keep them more of a defensive character if possible, just because I like the fact that if you have strong defensive characters that can only be played on defense. Then you have just more variety across the board. You don't have as many mirror comps. So like you, you have maze on defense right now. You don't really see much Junkrat, but it'd be cool if, if they can make Junkrat like used on just, even just like this map on defense would be cool. It just adds more variety, I think. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Bastion could use some help though. That, that'd definitely be, be yeah. nice to see at least some kind of big changes to him because there hasn't been a change to him since they removed the shield way back when, you know, and and uh, you know reduced or just you know changed him in that fashion. I guess he got out of Sentry mode a little bit faster. I think they maybe they made that tweak along the way, but nothing major to him. So it would be cool to shake him up a bit. Just give him a you know third boat where he can fly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> A deploy third himself yeah, in high those, positions. Yeah. yeah, an alternate ultimate. The bird carries him. It actually just carries him around. Oh god, yeah. that's a buff bird. Or it could be a rooster. Yeah, it could be a rooster like the the current skin. No, that'd, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, but it looks like hey, it looks like some big news was uh, just announced. Yeah, yeah. I guess just now, which is kind of crazy. Uh, ben, you yeah, want to? Psycho, uh, yeah, Psycho in chat dropped the link for us and asked if we had talked about it. No, we haven't. 
Apparently, <laughs> three of the six members of Ghost Gaming have departed the team. So wow. Ajax, Connor J, and Blam are going to be uh, actually Ghost announced that they're leaving after you know getting pretty damn far in the NGE tournament, much further than a lot of people would have expected. Uh, which leaves the team with Michael, Bay Bay, and I Remix. Um, so a bit of a surprise. I mean, they literally just got picked up two days before this winter premiere tournament, which happened this last weekend. So they were with the team for approximately a week or is... uh, less than a week. <laughs> so that's a little bit interesting to see them depart, but uh, I'm sure there's, there's always a good reason for all of this uh, behind well, they, the scenes. Yeah. Like over said they were actually going to be splitting before. Oh, after, really? After the tournament, so... Oh, okay. Okay. At least they stayed together for the tournament. <laughs> you know, <they laughs> keep, we've seen people break up mid-tournament, so at least those yes. guys were able to keep it together during that time. It was kind of weird. They, they told us about this. They Like, we all knew that these three and those three were splitting, and so there's, like, talk of, like, okay, so are the three... Are they going to fight harder to get... Like, to to prove that they're on, like, an awesome team and they should all stick together? Mm-hmm. Um, because, obviously, like, Baby Bay has, like, the the history that like some that might be for scaring away sponsors. So, but maybe if they like, if they fought super hard and they took first, then like sponsors would be willing to look past, give a second chance, that sort of thing. And we weren't sure if they were bringing that into their competition. They're like really like fighting for their lives, which it seemed like they were. So yeah, seemed like they played that way. We, we, you know, we, we crushed their dreams. So <laughs> we crushed <laughs> their dreams. <laughs> <We're just kidding. laughs> you killed them. You killed them. Yes. Uh, no remorse. Wow. Um, yeah, they were they were pretty confident too. So I'm sure it was it was extra special just being able to to um you know, I guess shut them down at the end. But that's yeah that's pretty surprising. I mean, given how well they did, you'd think that maybe there was some reconsideration there. Uh, but three people, half your team, like splitting up. Man, that's is is that a personality thing for you guys, or is it just like? more business i don't know maybe there's three other guys that ghost had in mind or i, I, don't, I don't know or or was this Honestly. even before the ghost deal that, that the three guys were going to leave i guess that was right that's probably pre what people are deal. saying yeah 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 that's crazy guys guys look at hyped he knows something <laughs> i do know something he knows something. for them but you can't say just keep your eye on what's happening with yeah something cool is going to happen with mm. uh, ajax connor and blam does it? Um, mm. I could probably guess it. Does this have to do with TSM? I don't want to reveal anything. But <laughs> don't yep. put them. Don't put them nah. on the spot like uh, that. But yeah. no, no, that's not what I was. I was yeah. The the more interesting part would be not who they're signing to, but um, where they're gonna find the other three. I ooh, so another I'm, team it, maybe. Hmm. Uh, no, no, no. It's yeah, it's it's interesting, but no, it's gonna be the Misfits Luminosity. Rogue trade, oh but with two it's even, trade it's even cooler. players. It's even cooler and crazier. And <laughs> what? I, even cooler I don't and think crazy. It's gonna work, but okay. I, prob- I, I props. If they can make it work, it'll be awesome. And either cool. even if it doesn't work, it's still gonna be super entertaining. So four team trade. I mean, there's still a lot of free agents out there, guys. <laughs> yeah, totally. we talk about it basically every week, and we probably I mean, will until they are not free agents anymore. Energy. I just chat now. Energy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's why, most, that's why we have the show, so we can talk about all these like rumors and you know really all these player swaps. It's like TM, <laughs> TMZ Overwatch style here, man. It's it's crazy. Um, but so another, we can move on then. Yeah, another bit of news. Uh, I think. Uh, well, another event that's coming up: Assembly Winter. 
2017. Jason is casting another tournament. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> Your breakfast sticks. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're casting that from our, our office here in Cologne. Um, but yeah, Poopy, actually, who is like a pro player in like the closed beta and really hasn't been focused on playing professionally, more streaming. Uh, I think this is his like casting debut in Finnish. Um, mm-hmm. We got teams. We got what, NIP there. We got Ents. We got Helsinki Reds and Skitlight Gaming. Really curious to see how Helsinki Reds do. I've heard a lot of good things about them. Um, but I think it's probably a pretty clear who's going to be yeah. winning the entire tournament. Or I at least hope so. <laughs> Never I, I know, man. I kind of hope that NIP hasn't fallen that far. Yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about NG a little bit and thinking Complexity was going to do super well and it didn't happen. You know, Mortal, obviously. <sighs> I, bl- I blame their the manager, stars. Tifa. Wow. Blame their really manager? Mean. Wow. Just because I can. You're just a she, bad person, Jason. She gave me bruises at DreamHack. She punched God, me so, so many times. So mean. So mean. Um, but yeah, that's good. That's definitely great to see another tur- uh, tournament in EU. And, a European and, tournament? Oh yes, my god. I know. There's it's a like, European tournament actually happening. It's only for 5,000 euros, so it's not actually a very big one. Matter, only four man. teams. And how many tournaments now, how many land finals in the last two, three months have we had that have had between four and six teams? It's like almost every tournament is like, okay, MLG had eight, all right? The the cap is like eight right now. All these teams are being flung to Korea, to all these different regions. Some, you know, some teams are in team houses in NA, but half their team is in Europe. It's just, it's just weird and confusing right now. But it brings up, yeah, it is. But it, it, it's just it's yet that, another tournament that's like, eh, it's a tournament, but it's really not that exciting in some ways because it's really not that many teams, and I don't know. It's also Finnish only, too, for this tournament, yeah. so it's not like you can be, you know, rogue entering or anything like that, unfortunately. Well, that, but it that... should be good, should be good. I mean, we got to see with NG, like, a lot of teams that I've never heard of, like, coming up, yeah. up and coming. This might give, you know, a chance for LCKNs and Skitlight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, you, you kind of this might be a decent segue into uh, the topic of the week, which we'll do in just a second. Uh, but before that, I just want to give a shout out to some of the iTunes folks that, have, or at least uh, one of the iTunes listeners that left a five star review of it for for our podcast on iTunes, as well as a nice comment, Master Free Skill or Free Kill. Thanks, thank you so much for doing that. And if you guys do listen to the show on um, iTunes, you can just, if you do enjoy the show, leave a five-star review. It helps us out greatly because it helps people be able to find the overview when they're looking for Overwatch podcasts. Uh, so yeah, think about doing that because uh, it would be amazing if you did. Uh, but anyways, topic of the week. So this is like a segment that um, you know we're going to start doing a little bit more um, and just, just brings up general things. Like we talk about a lot of stuff on the show, but it's not really you know centralized on a specific you know discussion topic uh but this week given that you know we were just talking about events kind of being everywhere i I figured it'd be kind of good to talk about something that was being discussed on the reddit thread which was how do we boost uh overwatch esports popularity right now because um right you know with some of the viewership right now for the events you know we're not seeing the highest numbers i mean we keep talking about the world cup you know that happened at blizzcon and it was you know 200k or whatever but ever since then you know we haven't really seen any huge numbers uh, i mean mlg was hard to see you know because they they obviously were were streaming it on something else and you know we always we have this weird fragmentation when it comes to even just where everything is being streamed and where the events are uh so let, let, let's kind of kind of talk about it so right now i feel like you know there, it's it's very decentralized you know um in terms of of what everybody should be watching and when uh but 
I kind of want to see where you guys, you know, what, what you guys think generally with with popularity. Where do you think are the biggest issues right now? All it's right. A, okay. Yeah, really high, I, was gonna, I mean, it's just an interesting situation um, because the individual player streams are doing very well right now. We we've seen a lot. Basically, if, if you're a player for a top team, you're gonna get really good viewership if you stream regularly. Uh, so there's obviously a really big desire to watch super high level play. Uh, folks that have really high SR ratings, you don't even have to be on one of the top teams, but if you have a top top 100 account and you're streaming, you're gonna get great viewership like every single time. Uh, so it's extremely clear that there's a large group of dedicated fans who want to watch super high-level gameplay. That hasn't really translated, though, to tournament viewership yet. I mean, if you look at other esports titles, top players, you know, top players in Dota and League and CSGO can get 10 to 20,000 plus viewers. But we're seeing already in the very early stages of this game, top Overwatch players get in the 5 to 10k range, like, very consistently. So to me, that's a very encouraging sign. Um, but how we translate that to actual tournament viewers and people who who follow the game is going to be pretty difficult. And there's a million different things I could say, but uh, I'll, I'll let Jay, I know Jason is eager to jump in there. So I'll jump in later. I mean, we have we have like yes, good I... contrast here. We have like from a caster point of view, we have from a player point of view, we have from an audience point of view. So like for me, um, there's no in-game feature. Like you look at CS:GO, the the major they just had in Atlanta for uh, E League, one million viewers on Twitch. A lot of that yeah. also comes from <laughs> the in-game promotion in Counter Strike. Um, they also the ability you can literally watch the game in the client. You don't have to watch it on Twitch. Um, there's like not a lot of specking in terms of if you compare it to League of Legends, where you can just watch high-level gameplay just by free specking it. You can't just join a game and spectate. Um, there's no incentive to watch necessarily like there is in Heroes of the Storm with pro, uh, with uh, portraits or in CS with cases. Um, major events have kind of disappeared. There's just only, well, there's yeah, there NG hasn't and now there's even, Apex. Really? It was like oh. ESL Atlantic Showdown, Overwatch Open were, well, so and maybe World Cup were like really the only like I big... I think MLG was well viewed. It's just we couldn't see anything. I mean, you know, it was it no, wasn't it, on it the wasn't, optimal though. platform. It wasn't. No, YouTube showed the viewership, and so did MLG. It, it was something like sixteen k viewers. Yeah, or but if it was 16? on Twitch, if it was, it was on really Twitch, though, low. I mean, come on, let's be real. If it was on Twitch, though, it would have been triple. Hey, I didn't say that. I didn't say quad that. Quad that. I'll say it. You it, said it. It's, it's definitely would be triple quad that if it was on Twitch. So that that was again like it was that was a, a well I I thought a well executed event that was just not shown to the, in an optimal platform which sucks I know why they did it but it just sucks from the standpoint of trying to grow you know Overwatch esports. There's actually, also a lack of history between teams too. Yeah, like actually, hi, let's let's see what hype says here. Hype, what do you think? history. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is not like my area of expertise. I don't think I just play the game as hard as I can. You know. Yeah. Um, but I would say for these are like all long-term things, nothing quick. Um, first of all, I would I just want more heroes in the game. And then the game's really complicated. But if you're a newer player and you see like you have a favorite player that plays your favorite hero and you get to watch that, that's like really cool. Even if you don't play the game, like you're gonna watch like Seagull play Genji and you're gonna like yeah. learn something, you're gonna take it to your your quick play game, and like that's fun, even if you don't even know what's going on in the game, right? I think that's really cool. 
Um, another thing is Esports Arena is doing this 3v3 tournament. And if they can figure out how to make that like super easy access and fun to play, like that would be cool. Like if people like they can't really form a team, they don't really understand like the intricate details of payload because like the game doesn't even teach you really how to play payload is kind of weird but um you know they, they they know how to 3v3 arena it's simple and like that was something in wow that like they started with the 5v5 arena but the 3v3 arena like everybody loved it more it's like way simpler it actually kind of killed off 5v5 arena which we don't really want that happening in, with overwatch but if i would i think 3v3 becoming a thing would be really awesome personally is it is it something that the players are interested in three v three? Because I know I've talked one v one with some of the characters. I mean, some of the uh, players, and they're just like, oh, I'm not even interested at all, like and stuff like that. But three v three, I haven't really gotten a chance to get a sense from how the player pool feels about that. I think players that are already on teams are not that interested. Like they're kind of they're kind of talking about it, but they're not really as interested in it. But I think it's like for people that don't have teams yet. I think mm. that would be really cool. Okay. Um, and then one more thing would be like the incentives thing you're talking about. Like, I think uh, if people got to like know the pro players and teams better, and they can pick their favorites and they know the stories, like that 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 just makes it way more interesting. Like for example, I don't I don't play Hearthstone anymore, but like just like they did this thing where you on the website for BlizzCon you just you just pick someone and you get like a few packs if they win. Like it's really not that much incentive, but that alone was like. Yeah, I kind of want to do. I do want to root for Amnesia, and then I, like I watched all Amnesia's games, even though it's like only three packs. Like who cares, right? But it, it it was enough to get me to watch the games and be interested. And I actually like really enjoyed the Hearthstone BlizzCon uh, tournament, even though I hadn't been watching any Hearthstone at all before that. Yeah, it's definitely engagement wise, it was a, a very very smart thing to do, and it it would be great to do that. I guess with teams in Overwatch, something similar to that. Um, but but again, I feel like in the summer we we were able to stack momentum pretty well, like with the Atlantic Showdown into E League, and and we just are not doing that well right now in the winter. And NGE is actually something that was um, successful in my eyes because it started with one of these things where who the heck are these people? Like I don't even know these casters, and like this is like completely a new thing, and nobody was watching. And then eventually, you know, NGE got up to I don't know what did it get up to this weekend, like. 20k maybe 15 20k or something like that. i, I would know. honestly hope way 15. more than that no it wasn't well it definitely wasn't way more than that i could well, we can check right now okay so we did alienware monthly melee last two weekends ago and we had twenty-seven thousand yeah. people watching for a monthly for five thousand dollars i do not want to believe you had a hundred thousand dollar tournament for 15k people i don't want to believe that's possible it was also during the csgo major it was during a csgo major too that's true but and... yeah that's that's what they got yeah, and again, it, it was there's a combination of things. NGE is still very, very new to the the scene, and um, you know, with Immortals and, and Ghosts too. I mean, they're they're not like big name teams where you know Alien Alienware. I think you had bigger name teams at the time, at least. You know, maybe no, now. no. We Who had Luminosity as the biggest known team. Oh, Spicy Boys. Oh, Hammer Spicy Esports. Boys. That's right. On Hammer, true. You're right. Yeah. So, like we didn't have any big name teams. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're All right. Nineteen point four. Nineteen thousand. Nineteen point four. Okay what it peaked at yeah i think maybe it was a csgo thing i mean we did have a million viewer csgo major happening at the time too so uh i think any a lot of organics might not have went that direction where alien where there was nothing going on during that time so um but again like the prize pool doesn't matter i don't think the prize pool matters at all like it matters from the standpoint of whether it's smart to like yeah i mean whether these people that are investing into that you know event is is going to uh, get what they're paying for, I guess, you know, get at least some kind of value out of it. But from the standpoint of, you know, oh, it's a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand 
dollar prize pool tournament, they should get a ton of viewers. That that's not guaranteed. That's not assumed. You know. So, um, you know, I, I still think it was. I don't think it was a failure, NGE by any means. And I mean, just packing the crowd like that alone yeah. is is great. It's fantastic. Um, I mean, they had a lot of sponsors. Uh, at least they were running a lot of sponsor ads for like movies and major brands. Yeah, so obviously NGE has some kind of good sales team. So they probably made back their money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to go back to the general question, there's of how to boost Overwatch esports. There's one really, really, really obvious answer which we haven't said yet, <laughs> which is simply just launch the OW League. <laughs> we we we've talked about this for weeks and weeks and weeks on the show. Um, the fact that all the tournaments are so disparate and half the, the best teams in the world are all in Korea. It's, and people are trying to host tournaments with like the other remaining teams. And if you're not going to have Envious and Cloud9 and the top Korean teams and and not even, you know, not even necessarily all the top NA teams even playing in this 100K tournament, uh, it's just not going to be that hype. Uh, and the fact that this weekend we've got we've got a finish only tournament and that's the only major esports event happening for overwatch is is this one five thousand euro tournament obviously clearly it's like it goes without saying once there's a very consistent league with all of the top teams you're gonna see a lift um this is by far the biggest missing factor uh, any anything else is is ancillary to that i mean there's a lot that could be done to improve spectating uh we're gonna see storylines evolve between the teams and players over time but really the biggest problem is really clear. It's just the lack of consistent tournament play with all the top teams. We just yeah. don't have it right now, um, period. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that for sure. And it's so weird because, you know, we had periods where we were literally every weekend we had an Overwatch event. And, I mean, I was even saying uh, that. because you know, of was, Apex. And, and I was worried about oversaturation, right? I was talking about that, like, in summer and yeah. fall. And it's just like, man, I hope we don't get to the point where literally it's just like seeing the same matches over and over again. Now we're like the complete opposite, which is like, crazy even with the apex going on why, why isn't there you know more i mean we're seeing alienware at least start starting up again but why aren't there more things we used to have at least gosus every every weekend and things like or every week and we're not we're actually even seeing that you know uh, happening right now so it, it's a, a lot of it it's a missed opportunity as well like a lot of it is blizzard not giving out licenses to people who want to run tournaments because they're being very very cautious especially with what happened at msi I forget with uh, Overwatch, are the license um, determine whether they have to give license or not? Is that based on prize pool or is that based on like anything? Like you're not anything. allowed to anything. Wow. There's a certain okay. there's a certain limit of like 10k where Blizzard then will get involved and yeah. have like a little bit of control over it. But right. I think Blizzard can technically give you like the yes or no on everything if they really wanted to. Wow. Okay. And then you have like a, a limit you can hit a year. So like 50k prize money is all you can do for an entire year. And if you go over that, then you need a license. So you do even need to do 10k at a time. Uh, it's, I don't oh, know. They're wow. just being really protective, I think, of, okay, I didn't know that. of Overwatch mm -hmm. at the moment with well, I mean, how MSI went with the Overwatch League. I mean, regardless, as a tournament organizer, the value, the value proposition in throwing a huge tournament right now uh, is not, not huge because you have Apex, with all of the most famous teams, all of the the highest skill teams, the ones that have the most fans, they're all in Korea right now. Right, all of them. Um, yeah. So hyped as a player, I mean, you'd play in small tournaments right now too, right? I mean, you guys, Immortal, would play in any tournaments right now, or no? I would play in any tournament. Sometimes my team gets a little burned out though. They we dropped out of the Alienware monthly melee because they just 
need more time to prep for NG. But if it, if we weren't in the NG finals that week, we definitely would have been in there. Okay. It's another opportunity. I think it's a, another great opportunity for teams, you know, to continue to get points on Gosu and, and as well as, uh, you know, keep establishing their names because um, eventually, uh, maybe when Apex ends, there will be some kind of big tournament before the big, you know, the big Overwatch League announcement. And, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to have a build-up to that. Dude, uh, give me an all-star. Give me, like, the two most voted in teams from NA, two from EU, or, like, one NA, one EU, one Korea. Yeah. Give me, like, a China team. Mm-hmm. Give me yeah team from each region, like, a basically World Cup, but not being voted in by players. And let's just go ham, you know what? Yeah. Fish six, let's go. Let's go cast this. Well, uh, okay, I'll, I'll pose a, a very... Anytime. I'll pose a, a maybe a possibly um, co- controversial <laughs> a statement and say, is OGN uh, hurting? It, like, is OGN Apex actually hurting Overwatch eSport instead of helping it? Because, you know, everybody's first inclination is that, oh, you know, that league, it's OGN, it's amazing, it's in Korea, and, you know, obviously highest <clears throat> level of play there and people wanting to go there and top teams going there. But in the end, because of, of the times at, at which it's being played uh, live, uh, you know, obviously our, the live viewership isn't necessarily the highest. I, I think maybe we got to, I mean, what's the numbers for that, like, Ben? Like, this, this morning, for instance, like, what, what did for it get to? OGN? Yeah. Uh, I believe they've been hitting about 12 to, like, 18K. Okay, 12 to 18. That's not that's not um, too bad, but yeah. given that's supposed to be the top, you know, this is supposed to be it, right? Um, I mean, we should be getting awesome times well, too, but but we can't. To be fair, like though, in it's league, like, like they never got a ton of viewers either. It's true. Like LCS okay, true. always out trumped OGN when it came to viewers every time. Right. I, I never I never saw OGN break like 50k for league, even like at the the highest moments. But it's not about that. Like, I, it's just so weird to say, but the only way that OGN hurts Overwatch right now is because they do such a damn fucking good job. <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. like, if you want to run a tournament, if you can't run it as well as OGN and Apex, then you're not probably going to be able to run a tournament. Like, they're doing such a good job that it indirectly hurts everyone else, but in a good way, so. Okay, so is it, like, if OGN was actually in an NA region or an EU region, just at least time zone-wise for viewership, it, would it be more success, or would it actually be helping Overwatch eSport more than it already is, or...? or not do you think it doesn't have any or does the locale not matter at all the fact that it, it, it's being you know hosted you in korea i'm like all, I, all the people that play like at the top level like are watching these games no matter what time they're on like i i usually end up watching the vod i'd love to watch it live but uh yeah I watch so for me too. it doesn't matter what time it is but unless like watching the vod isn't as good for viewers or whatever i don't know but um yeah i, I think ogn's great just because like like you were saying, the production's like so good that it really helps with the people that, you know, don't know the game as well. It's like really easy to watch when they do constant like cuts to what just happened or some people the the, the player face cuts. I don't know. I like those. I don't mind them. Those are fun. And uh, I just think that part's a, that part of it's awesome because like the hardest part of the of the game is understanding it and watching it. So mm-hmm. they just make it a lot easier. Except for the time thing. So yeah, I mean that's that's the biggest question I have right now. It's just because everybody always measures some some at least a lot of the at least uh, very um, you know flashy numbers and and people actually gravitate towards these flashy numbers come from the Twitch viewers, you know, just what the Twitch numbers are, what the highs are. And right now, I just like given you know who is actually using the Twitch platform, you know, or, or just viewers that are on the Twitch platform, uh, most of them 
don't come from that region. You know, they have their own kind of, you know, like when, when things are in China, you know, China has their own streaming services and, you know, the numbers are there. So we don't actually get a chance to see those until, you know, they're, they're announced or whatever. But with Korea, you know, I, I think it, it's, it's one of those things where we see some of it. And then, you know, obviously we see the Twitch numbers too. And they're not as high as I think they could be if they were in optimal times, like for, for, um, you know, just uh, a lot of the Overwatch well, we also don't know like the numbers from TV, right? Because OGN is actually broadcasted That's in true. Korea on television. Uh, yeah. So we missed out Very on a large true. opportunity of that. And I mean, Korea is what the largest consumer of esports. Would that be fair to say? Is it still? Uh, Historically, yes, but is it still? I, I don't know if that's true. Let's anymore. just say one of the largest consumers of esports. So, like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of viewership we don't see necessarily. But the thing is, like, if you ever talk about League of Legends, you always talk about Korea and like the teams, right? Like it might not get the viewership the same as LCS, but everyone knows Korea. Everyone knows the teams that are playing there. Like everyone knows Ruge Hong and, and Miro from yeah. the World Cup. No, I'm not saying that it's like we're lacking in exposure for some of those Korean players. I don't think that's the case. I mean, you know, shows like ours and, you know, whether it's like, you know, the Oversight and just some of the others and even just the competitive Overwatch subreddit, yeah, we're going to all be talking about the best players and we know about them. It's more the general public, you know, it's more about getting traction from organically or whatever, you know, like how does CSGO get a million viewers? It's not purely just hardcore people. They're, they're getting just because of like the crazy hype that you see. When you see a giant number like that, you're going to watch it even if you're not even into CSGO because it's it's just really cool. <laughs> like it's a it's an esport event moment, just general esport moment. You know, we're trying to create something like that for Overwatch. And, it, and well, that's it takes what we had numbers. for the World Cup. Yeah, we did. I mean, the, the World Cup hit that for sure. It hit that virality level where it was just growing on its own you wasn't even necessarily hardcore overwatch fans that were piling into that stream it was people who wanted to see korea versus usa versus russia uh, and the storylines and and just uh the the built-in viewership that was already there just everything together kind of blew that up um so i'm sure we'll see that again i mean honestly i think the moment there's another tournament that has let's say 10 of the top 16 teams. It, it includes Korean teams and European teams and North yep. American teams. The moment that happens, we're going to see six-figure viewership again. I, I'm fairly confident. I, I am um, too. Mm -hmm. So I, I really just think it's been the decentralized nature of the tournament scene right now that is kind of stunting, I guess, what could have been, we could have seen viewership-wise. But I mean, yeah. to be fair, it's nothing too, to be worried like about. It's, it's the early days, man. CS was never this big at its start for sort or for no, CS took two Neither years. Was no, so like, it was tiny. Time. And like a big problem, I th well, not a big problem, but definitely a problem that I think maybe hyped has been able to see as well is that the main Overwatch subreddit. Which how many how many people is it up to now? Seven hundred fifty eight thousand eight hundred sixteen. Yeah, nothing esports related really gets there, and that's due to Ever. the fact that the game is so early in its competitive cycle. Like yeah. it needs time, and then once posts start hitting that you'll be looking at a lot more viewers, a lot more interest in esports, I think. Yeah, I, I think once it becomes a, a central focus, you know, esports becomes, you know, the, that, that, um, that topic or that subject or whatever it is that, that carries the game into, you know, longevity or whatever, that, that's when it will hit it. And, you know, because if you look at League and whatever, you, you do see like half of the posts will be about esports whenever there's a big event. And we never see like regular posts. I mean, we see those green posts, you know, we see the stuff on the side, but we never see regular posts ever about any, any esport events. So I think you're right on with that for sure. 
Um, but speaking, you know, like speaking of a bit of news, at least with Overwatch, that they announced that there's 25 million people playing Overwatch now, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, given just, uh, you know, again, like it's only been out nine months now. Is that right? Nine months? No, maybe eight, eight months? I think eight Since months. May? Yeah. Yeah, May. Eight End months. May. And yeah. 25 million? That's absurd. That's crazy high. Yeah, so I just... The viewership will come, right? This is proof. 25 million people played or owned <laughs> this game. It will happen. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, this point. It's, it's just make, you know, bringing it to fruition. That's what we're all hoping for and, and waiting for. I mean, I think what every one of us wants, like even with the maybe lack of viewership right now that there is in Overwatch eSports, is a stable constructive scene like mm-hmm. like the watch league could potentially be like if that gets going like for instance hyped like you know you have a guaranteed paycheck every month and you're playing this team next mm-hmm. and you know yeah. you have this consistency to it right then that makes you more invested into it it raises the the, the, the play and the general play of, of the game and people will be more interested in time through that yeah i'm hoping that also like if that com- comes out like i'm hoping a lot of these console players that like maybe don't even own a computer mm-hmm. that's console version will just eventually switch over i mean they, they could have their own scene too that'd be cool but i i feel like they would switch over like that's DPS how I got... stanky oh yeah exactly DPS <laughs> yeah. he's actually really good yeah, yeah. he's really good he's super good yeah like like starcraft 64 is like how i got into blizzard games i played really really like wow maybe a year. What? seriously yeah yeah i played like a, a year's worth like i had it on the computer but a computer was really bad and like it was like a different patch too because they actually update that whereas i had the 64 version i just played campaign I play against my friends that come over. I play that for a good year before. That's how I got into Blizzard games. Starcraft that's Ghost would have got nice. me into it. Yeah, that's but so it never cool. Came. Yeah, I mean this this actually falls right into one of our questions that we had from from uh, Scott P, which was he was wondering if if you guys think the uh, you know what's the general viability of the competitive Overwatch console play, and if you know if you guys um, let's see, do you think that PC will always outperform Xbox and and PS4, or do you think there will be a place for their inclusion or maybe separate? I always think I think it's always going to be a smaller thing. If they do, you know, have their own competitive scene, it'll probably be a separate one, you know, a smaller one. It's definitely going to be separate. It has to be. There's there's really no way that it could be any different. Um, but I'd love to see the console version at an MLG, for instance, alongside Call yeah, of Duty. That'd be cool. Or Overwatch at Evo. Overwatch at How Evo? How sick would that be? <laughs> I know it's never going to happen, but like, oh my god, that would that would make me so happy if like they just threw the console version at like a fighting game tournament. Oh, that would be sick. Anyway. Why not? I mean, just, yeah. I mean, I guess they would probably wait until it, it uh, gets a little bit more popular on its own, but they could jumpstart it by just doing it, right? <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Uh, but I yeah, mean, so... well, well, I'm curious what the player base is. Like, so you have 25 million players for Overwatch mm-hmm. right in the world. What percent of that is PC? What percent is console? And like, obviously, PS4 and Xbox. I'm actually really curious about those numbers. Yeah, I don't know the, I don't know the actual numbers, especially like right now. But I think I've heard like 15 percent in the past, or 10 to 15 percent. Is console? Past. Yeah, is um. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I've I've heard those numbers before in terms of console. Um, and you know, just the other show I do, Overwatchers. So I, I don't know what it is at this, at this state. So maybe somebody can tell us, like you hear somebody, but, um, it, it's a decent amount though. 
It's not it's not close to PC, but it's it's a a chunk that could definitely support a competitive scene. Actually, I have a question for hype that kind of relates to competitive scene in general. It kind of goes away from console. So in StarCraft, um, the way I don't know if it still works like that because I, I honestly I don't pay attention that directly to this, but they changed how WCS worked. Whereas your ladder ranking. Um, determined like how you got into WCS, like how you got into qualifiers. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like we need something similar to that coming up to the Combine for Overwatch League to potentially stop Smurfs and to actually force people to try to actually push on their mains and become recognized? Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. I don't know if this this Combine thing is going to be... They, they definitely have to... St- or team ranked, I guess. That's tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, I still want just like a pure solo queue. I don't know how they stop Smurfs. Um I was thinking about this a while ago, but then I stopped thinking about it because I didn't think the combine thing was going to happen. Because like, if you're like if you're on a team and you get drafted to a team with like this guy that's just like you hate him, he's toxic. <laughs> like, how how does that work? I, I don't I don't know anything. I don't I don't have faith for the combine. Okay, let me ask you then. Let me ask you before you move on your this talk because I remember Flame specific. No, yeah, Flame and Clockwork brought this up at PAX East in Boston last year. If you were getting paid a million dollars a year to play on this team, would you put that uh, differences aside? Oh gosh, I, I haven't thought about this at all. Yes, but, uh, <laughs> if you're getting paid enough, <laughs> but like, not a million dollars, yeah, probably. Sports, if you're getting paid millions of dollars a year to play, I know I would, I would be okay with that, dude. I might give him a little <laughs> massage just because I'm getting paid so much damn money. That's, yeah, that's actually <laughs> makes him maybe even more interesting. <laughs> if you know, like this one team, all hate each other, but they're like the all stars, but they're. Like the, you know they have the potential to win, but they're not. And that that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. They have some teams like that. Well, I think some of these, you know, some of the, um, I don't know, some of these maybe diva like attitudes or very difficult personalities that we see right now will be fixed, or at least that they'll change whenever you do have this kind of structure and you know this league where you know you are going to be forced. You're not going to get necessarily going to get to choose, you know, which teams that you play on. I think once that that culture is kicked into play or, or just brought into play and, and really um you know the players are able to uh, finally kind of get used to it i think a lot of that that will change i mean even people that might necessarily would have clashed prior to the league you know they'll they'll have the same goal i mean the goal is to win the league and i think because of that i think people will mature and and you'll see a little bit less of that Right now, we still see all of that, and that's that's why we see all these players swapping around. But later on, when there's contracts and stuff, yeah, I mean, they don't make the call. Like when you don't have control of who you play with, then that there there's some sense of you know, okay, well, I, I need to just chill. You know, I need to just like you know, kind of roll with the punches then, and it'll probably be a little bit better. See, I, I would actually love to see like a team ranked. So like for League of Legends, you have team ranked where you queue as five people and you play, yeah, and yeah. you actually have to play. To get an invite into the challenger qualifiers i would love to just do like a team ranked and say hey i want to throw a tournament let me uh, go talk to the top 12 teams on the leaderboard and then have them go head to head in like a tournament for money or something like that i don't know or using that as a system to do invites to tournaments or a system to do invites to something else i feel like that could be actually really cool too and plus it gives you a proper scrim and at the same time it gives you something to win you know it's gives you something to push for Yeah, what do you think of that hype? Yeah, it would be awesome. But uh, I just know that when I queue, like I would love, like when I queue up solo queue, there's every once in a while there'll be that game where there's like um, eight or 10 top 500s. But the majority of the time, there's only like one or two other top 500s. And 
it's just I guess I don't know if there's enough incentive. People are just aren't playing ladder as much as I would like. It, like I love ladder. I play it all the time. Um, but it seems like some people just are would rather do other things. It's kind of like this um you know, it's kind of like an unofficial uh like you're saying the combine like you you do like very slowly you you meet people and like you prove yourself. It's kind of how Spicy Boys was started. It's just those are really good um solo queue players that met each other over time and over time they finally found six. But um, I I, just, I don't know if there's enough people playing high level yeah. comp right now. Well, when I when I mean team queue, I mean like you have to queue as a six. I, I'm not sure if that was conveyed. Oh, uh, well, like you you, you actually that, like, queue immortals and you actually get cloud nine for some reason because you're both mm-hmm. trying to like increase your rank on the team leaderboards. Oh, <clears throat> what kind of how do you get them to play that over scrimming though? Like, what kind of incentives do? That can cause direct invites to tournaments, or it can be maybe prize money for the entire season. Um, invites to combine. I, I don't know. There's, there's always potential, like even for um, like challenger teams in League of Legends. Like you have to play team ranked, and then like the top X amount play in the qualifiers for challengers. So it gives the teams who don't have a chance to get into Overwatch League necessarily a chance to prove themselves. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of potential in that. Okay. So. Well, uh, StarCraft Two has an automated tournament. Uh, system yeah uh, where every day for each league there are several tournaments that happen on like a couple every couple of hours that you can sign up for and then you automatically get placed in um something like that would be really cool for overwatch especially if there is a a team queue um maybe maybe it gives you you know even if it was just like oh every win you get in in this little mini tournament you get an extra loot box or something like that some just any kind of incentive to play in that kind of format um, I know I would enjoy that. I mean, I never 6Q uh, because the way the system works right now is uh, if I 6Q with like all of my masters and, and, and GM <laughs> right. friends, we're going to we're gonna get matched up a lot of the time against like a to- lot of top 500 people who are higher ranked just because the way the system works. It, it, if you're queued up with more people, it auto, it, it inflates your, uh, your skill rating. But some kind of system where... I could get together with like some people I trust and know and like on a Sunday playing a tournament would be so much fun. You'd take it so much more seriously than regular ranked. It would be so much more rewarding. That would be absolutely incredible and a great way for new up and coming teams to get noticed if it was like actually if there were if there was actually enough incentive to play that it brought high level talent like that would be that'd be sick. I think that the biggest reminds me of something. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. There's something really cool that was happening before I was on a team, and I think it's starting up again. And uh, they're called solo queue tournaments. So you, oh yeah, yeah, uh, back then, yeah, there'd be like about four teams, and you'd you'd queue up, and then they'd randomize. But like the guy kind of knew everyone, so he kind of make the teams like even, or like you'd have to select a role or something like that. If they could do that on a higher level, that would be the coolest thing ever. And it's like so you're stuck, you queue up, you select your role, you get stuck with five other people, and then you're with them throughout the tournament. So you like you learn each other, you learn how to play, and then you come back next week, and then you remember like, you know, you know, you start to play with some people, you play against, you get to play against them, you get to play with them, and then you start to learn like who you want on your team. And you're like, yeah. wow, this guy actually just wins no matter what team he's on. Like for example, that was Rolf, who's now on C9. He would just win. <laughs> he wasn't on a team at the time, and it, this is how like all these people that like clearly wanted teams would meet each other, and you'd see that Rolf would just win even though he was like a Zenyatta or a Lucio, his team would just win. He would just shot call them to victory every time. Like, wow, this guy's pretty good. I want to start a team with this guy and stuff like that. It, it was yeah, really cool. That sounds really cool. And that that's like, you know, outside of the game. Like, you know, we don't have to like, wait for them to put stuff in the game. Some of this stuff can actually happen with tools and, and whatnot. 
um, you know, third parties or, or websites, whatever. So yeah, I think that'd be great. The only the only thing, you know, Jason, with your you know idea there is just, it's literally just scheduling. Like I don't I don't think there's enough six cues that you could maintain this really healthy ladder, um, you know, just consistently. So. Maybe if they scheduled like a day, you know, maybe they schedule a day or, or a couple days during the week where it's like, hey, guys, on Saturday and Sunday, we're doing like team cues, you know, or there, there's actually a team ladder. And, you know, that day, you know, this is the day to go and get together with your six man and, and, and go and play just so everybody will congregate during that time. Otherwise, it's just like 24 hours a day. I mean, dude, if I'm playing at 3 a.m. in the morning, there's nobody, you know, so I'm going to be in time like that will change like once the games have been around long enough competitively i think there'll be a lot more six stacks a lot more teams trying to do it because i mean right now you're not seeing six stacks because well if you're like a pro or semi-pro team there's no point to six man stacking for you yeah because you get better practice off scrims i don't know i, I think eventually it could be rewarding but well, i definitely agree like right now it wouldn't be it'd be kind of cool to combine maybe for even for teams and practice like combining scrims as well as trying to achieve something at the same time that that'd be possibly more efficient for them that'd be kind of cool uh or they have to scrim as well as playing these things which i think maybe would be even more busy for them that's like something we had problems with the go for series for esl it's like like hike for instance would you rather scrim and choose the teams you want to play or play in a tournament with teams you necessarily haven't heard of for 12 hours to win a couple hundred bucks total not just for you yeah Yeah. rather scrim definitely rather scrim although one thing i would say that i is really awesome as well as like when competitive was down for a week mm-hmm. or two or whatever yeah. there was um in discord and oh discord yeah 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 hugs and these were awesome because you, you know you have it would be kind of weird and the you have like this picking phase and like not everyone knows each other in houses uh, right yeah in houses there you go and those were actually like um those were so much funner than playing comp anyways. And you get to, cause it was much more like a scrim. And then you had a lot of people that were teamless and this, this was their opportunity to prove to people that, you know, they're good enough. They're looking for a team and how to just advertise themselves. And these, a lot of people met each other. I'm sure teams like were formed based off that pug period. So something like that would be awesome too. Yeah. That's definitely an opportunity for somebody to organize these things. Like that solo queue thing was already organized. Who organized that way back when? I don't remember the guy's name. Yeah, because that's sure, actually yeah. a really good idea. <clears throat> I, mean, I think it's starting back up. I saw a Reddit post that someone mm-hmm. wanted to start that up on Europe servers. Yeah. Okay, that'd be good. Yeah, I, I think it's possible for somebody to do that right now. You know, like we have we have Discord servers and channels that have a ton of Overwatch people on it right now. So we we should really take advantage of that and leverage that. That'd be awesome. I know there's a lot of t- in-houses being done before like comp came around, like Mendo, uh, Mendoka used to host a, quite a few of them in like a special Discord server. Um, and like, that's kind of how Reinforce got started. Like him and Mendo were just playing a lot together. And then that's how kind of Reinforce got noticed. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So hopefully we see more of that. Um... But man, we spent a lot of time on that time. Why don't we? Why don't we move on to just the last few bits? Uh, really, just our week in Overwatch, just where we kind of talk about what we did in terms of play. Uh, I figured we would revisit Capture the Flag or uh, Capture the Rooster, given that we, it had just come out when we did the show last week. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Or has did you guys get a chance to play uh, Capture the Rooster a bunch this week? Anybody? I looked at the uh, achievements. No. 
And then I just played two games to get the achievements and I was done. Um, <laughs> okay. I thought at first I thought people were saying like, oh, maybe so Blizzard hasn't figured out how to make capture the flag work, but maybe this is like an experiment and uh, it can, people can really like play test it for real. But uh, the, the maps were just not at all anywhere close to what they needed to be. The Lijang tower, I know they wanted to reskin it because Chinese near, but the, the maps were awful. You, you have to, <laughs> you'd have to build its own map to even begin. Um, I don't personally. I don't need to capture the flag mode. Um, it would be cool if they can make it work, but I understand how difficult it is. But at the very least, you need a very specific map built around it. Because mm-hmm. like people would just camp, and I'd get a lot. There was like a draw my first round. Everyone just camped, and like you could. Oh God. Do yeah. And then oh. yeah, then one of the maps, the the flag cap range is like so short that like That's, a summer picked it yeah. up, TP back, and then it's over. Like what? Well, he this can do that almost. And he she can yeah, almost yeah. do that in any map. Yeah. So it's. I had a team be two zero up against us and they all six just camp the flag like yeah, yeah. how do you like, stop right, that you can't i don't know i have i have a lot of gripes with it like in theory it can be really cool but like some big gripes i have is in what other ctf game mode if the other team has the flag can you turn in the, the flag like typically when yeah. both teams have the flags in their hands you can't turn in but in this yeah. you can so it actually forces you to like, all right, how many people do you want to defend our flag? How many people do you want to send out and try to assassinate their flag? And it's like instantaneous. You don't need to sit there and actually wait for it to capture. Um, two, like I, I hate how it's so mobility dependent. Like a Winston, I, I don't know, if we talked about Winston off air. Yeah, there's certain started. characters like, that are. There's an investment, good. at least for him, to just ult and then just jump across the map. But I've never once have been able to chase down someone who picks up the flag. And actually, like, yeah. have a chance to take it back, and that's frustrating. It's not really capture the flag. It's like, who can pick May, wall them off, pop a diva to block any incoming damage, and then run the flag back without being contested. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much what they said. I mean, they they said that the reason that they didn't make it, um, or they they made some decisions was basically that they felt that you know, catching a, a person with a flag is not going to happen very much either. So they, that's why they were like, oh, just allow all the abilities. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, the, the main, I guess the main point of focus is just the capturing of the flag, you know, being able to pick it up. And I think once you pick it up and get out of that, maybe just that area, then, you know, you're pretty much good to go. Uh, I don't love it either. I mean, it's not something they can fix easily because, you know, some of the things you can't just disable ultimates because it's not just ultimates. They're, they're, you know, like Sombra's teleporter is not an ultimate. It's an actual regular ability, or it's a you know, it's an ability. So um, I don't know how you actually fix that. Part of you me take likes away it. all mobility skills when you pick it up. You can't yeah, run faster, people... a soldier. You can't blink with tracer. You can't teleport with sombra, and then you can actually have a chance to contest. Okay. Some people say you just make the flag like a vehicle, like you get in the thing, and then you're you're not a hero anymore. You just <laughs> really? drives the flag okay. back. Okay, that's the idea I had for Doomfist, where like yeah. depending on the role you are, if you're defensive, offensive, tank or support, oh, wow. you get different that's abilities kind of when you pick up the Doomfist. Yeah, but no one has mobility, but that way you can still do something, but you're not. I mean, yeah. you're not as effective as you would be out out okay. of the Doomfist. Sure, I, I, okay, I, I could see that. I would feel a lot like worse on Gold. You're slow. You're like walking with a freaking flag, and you're slow. It's crap. And you have like the most epic fights in Warzone Gulch, like especially when you're holding the flag forever. You take more damage, and you have to find their flag. Like I don't know, it has potential, I think, but it also is completely against what Blizzard said originally of like having certain heroes. No, no, mm. having certain heroes too strong for something. Because like, how do you balance? Like on control center, like a May walling off the entrance so Torbjorn can't do anything, and then you can <laughs> just true. pick it up, like. You can't yeah. stop that, really. Yeah. 
I'm so excited. I remember they teased, didn't they tease like a Counter-Strike mode? They're like, oh yeah, you have the the Whoits and you got to defeat, like they renamed it the bomb. They didn't call it the bomb. They just called it something else. And they, it was basically a Counter-Strike mode that Jeff talked about like a long time ago. That'd be cool. I'm down for that. I'm down I missed for that one. Hmm. Yeah, maybe do a double double points and bombs exploding. Yeah, that, I think that, it's already proven. It works. <laughs> that format works quite well, quite well for, for CSGO. So yeah, I, I think that's definitely doable in, in Overwatch. Uh, the only thing I would say is like, yeah, there's definitely a ton of flaws. I think the current state of it is not even close to being anything viable, but it is cool to, you know, get us, get a chance to see characters that aren't being played in competitive, you know, to any viability actually be very important in this mode, you know, like whether it's like a Torb or it's, it's, you know, whatever it is, right? Like it, it it's really cool. Even Sombra, right? Sombra and Teleporter, even as cheesy and, and, something that we hate it's cool that we're seeing those characters um you know in a different role like compared to just straight up straight up overwatch or competitive overwatch and i don't know it just shows you it shows you that that we can do a ton with this game and yeah uh, i'm happy blizzard's trying stuff and like they're trying these different game modes it's just i don't think this is necessarily one that relates to us in a competitive sense yeah Agreed. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Last thing, uh, tip of the week. Uh, Jason, you had a tip, and given that we have hype tier too, um, Zarya, you had you had maybe a Zarya tip for people. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably hype can just completely correct me on this one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I know I had a Reinhardt tip last time about yeah. shield flickering, so you can actually move quicker and or prevent yourself prevent your shield from dying quickly. This one was more about. Zarya shields and like the three ways to use them because there's different ways um not your personal shield but like shield on someone else so like a there's for energy where you can hop it on your reinhardt and tell him just give me some energy he takes a shield down takes some hits um or a tracer the same kind of thing if tracer go in take some damage recall back and you build up your energy there's also for initiating when your reinhardt try to charge their reinhardt and ha- have its reinhardt's charge interrupted and there's also for saving someone like for instance if you can roadhog hooked in um so just be very mindful, I guess, of like your shield cooldown and be very mindful of what kind of shield you're actually trying to throw out um, and like what position you're in in the game. Because it, you don't necessarily want to go for energy when like the Roadhog hooks up and you don't have a Reinhardt with you kind of thing. You have to be very mindful of that kind of stuff. But there's like three different types you could yeah. go for, I guess. This is where height completely shuts me down. Like, no, Jason, there's like actually 18 different types of shields. You're, you're an idiot. Yeah, I mean, the ideal way to do it is get that super early uh, energy shield. That way it's up in time before someone actually dies. And uh, I think the saving shields got a lot better with Ana because now if you actually save someone, you know, sometimes you, you catch the pin or you catch the hook, but they die anyways. But if you mm-hmm. actually save someone, then it gives your Ana time to react and they heal up and then that's insane. There was a tip on the Ooh. Reddit the other day about like how to... <laughs> I think it was, it was from like Lasses' stream and it's just like a way... It's pretty standard among pros, but if people don't know, like the, the ideal way to get energy is you you identify the part on the map where the most crossfire is. So hopefully it's like just a flat map, like King's Row. And then you just, the ideal way to do it, in my experience, is the Zarya goes first. She self-bubbles in front of the Reinhardt, takes all that spam. And then that way the Reinhardt can see when the bubble fades and then you rotate the bubble. Like, so I, whenever I do this with my Reinhardt, I just say rotating now. And so I step in front of him with my bubble. Mm. And then when the Reinhardt can, he, the Reinhardt can see the spam, I'm like, maybe I, mm-hmm. there's a chance of dying. They step in front of me as I'm stepping back. I shield them. That's like the easiest way to get energy for me. Yeah, cool. you just got to watch out for the, the Roadhog hooks in that oh, yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. Your shield can get busted. You got to be really careful because your shield can be busted in the matter of like 
quarter of a second. So you really just want to pop out for a split second. If you know a lot of spam is coming, pop in, pop out. Um, similarly, when you're if you're playing Reinhardt and your Zarya, your friendly Zarya shields you, it's a really good opportunity to throw a fire strike, put your shield down, uh, rest it just for a second. Yeah. Something that high level Reinhardts are going to do every time. But once you once you go like two steps below high level, like everyone. <laughs> kind of forgets to do that at a certain point. So yeah. it, it goes both ways. You, you got to put the shields in the right time and you got to play with the shields. Or Divas holding defense matrix up when they're shielded and not taking it down. Right, right. Oh, oh, yeah. it, it should be <laughs> I've had some bad experiences with that. <laughs> so many times I'll like run in front of this fire with the shield on then I'll have yeah. zero and I'll just see like the defense matrix in front of me. I'm like, well, no, stop yeah. shielding. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, hopefully, you know, you guys out there will, will try that out and, you know, try to at least have some do some more coordination with your Reinhardts uh, when you're playing Azaria or uh, even even your other tanks, whatever, Diva or whatever. But um, I think that's going to be it, guys. The pretty full show there. Got an hour and a half uh, hyped. Awesome to have you on. Uh, but it's time to do some shout-outs. you have any uh, sh- shout-outs you want to give or where can people find you? Uh, Shout-out to my team, Mortals, for killing it in the NGE Finals. Um, you can find me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash hyped with a three for the E. <laughs> and my Twitter is at IMT hyped, one word. All right. Uh, Jason, you do some shout outs? Uh, yeah, I'll do a little bit different than normal. I'll give my standard ones of my parents for let me do, for let me do this. I guess I'll give me the opportunity to do it. And also a shout out to the YouTube channel Mitch and I have called Overdrive, where we've been doing a lot of interviews lately with, uh, I think Skipjack was two weeks ago. We had um, Zappis last week and then Too Easy this week. So you can check that out at youtube.com slash C slash Overdrive OW. Uh, and you can check out <clears throat> check out the latest interview with Too Easy. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Fish sticks. Uh, huge congrats to Hyped and Immortals yep. for taking the first major tournament victory. I remember watching you guys at Sodi Pop, and so it's really cool to see you guys coming out on top. You're now the number two ranked team on Gozu Gamers. So... <laughs> Uh, got a lot to uh, live up to there, but uh, really looking forward to seeing how you guys fare uh, against uh, a lot of those other teams that are out traveling right now and uh, just looking forward to what's next. Um, I'm not really not really sure what's next in terms of like major events. It's, it's really just Apex. You know, this weekend we've got Assembly Winter, which is going to be on the ESL Overwatch channel. Make sure to go watch that this weekend. A uh, pretty small tournament, though, so th- I actually don't know even what the next really big one is. Uh, but make sure to stay tuned to <laughs> our Twitters. Follow all of us. You know, I'm just fish sticks spelled the same way. We'll all be uh, talking about it and tweeting about it and hope to be streaming this weekend. So make sure to follow me there too. Yep. Awesome. And I'll round things out by thanking the three of you guys, particularly hyped. Uh, you know, I've known hyped a while, given that, you know, he's, he was big player in, in Hearthstone and you've always been one of the nicest guys, like literally in both communities you know whether Thank it's hearthstone you. and overwatch so i'm actually really happy to get a chance to to have you on the show i don't think you were ever on value town right like were you ever a guest on value town i, th- I think i did one maybe one yeah maybe yeah. one like a long time ago but uh definitely great to finally have you on this uh, you know the overwatch show 
and obviously Fish Sticks Jason for doing the show with me and all of you folks for watching. You can check out uh, some, if you missed any of the beginning, you can check it out, uh, the VOD on youtube.com slash ChamiMV. The show will be available on iTunes as always, as well as SoundCloud and you know, um, Google Podcasts, basically anything, anywhere you want to listen to the overview, you can listen to it and watch it. So look at look, look for all those channels. Um, also, I, I usually post show n- notes and, and everything that we're doing all, with all the links on chamav.tv. So you can you can check that out there too. Uh, but follow us all on Twitter. I'll, it's like at chamavs. Hopefully somebody in the, the channel will post all those too. And that's going to be it for the overview for this week. So for Hyped, Jason Kaplan, Fish Sticks, and myself, Chamamv, we'll see you next week. Later.